0: It's true. There is no reason not to believe there is an Almighty God. Amen. Amen. All
1: right. Come on. Well, uh, are
0: we, uh, you know, are we ready to uh, get into the Word yep. of God this yeah. Uh, you know, I think we've already had such a beautiful service, uh, you know, we really want to appreciate and lift up the hard meals for bringing us to the foot of the cross. Eh? Uh, and, uh, thank you so much for Dash and, uh, Dana, just, uh, having a moment of mercy, you know, uh, a moment to, uh, really focus on what's really going on in this world and helping uh, the people that are in need right now in the traumatic events and the, uh, the catastrophes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now it's time to uh, dive into the word and uh, we got a little something special for the next couple of weeks here in service. Uh, you know, uh, I think, uh, I don't know if anybody is like a TV kind of, uh, TV series
1: people. Yes. like yeah. watching TV Anime. shows.
0: Two. Yeah some good TV shows that we like?
1: Ted,
0: Ted Lasso. Ted
1: Lasso is a pretty good That's
0: one. Once Upon MD a Time. There's a whole one. But it's the one that I'm watching right now. House MD. House, what? House MD. I don't know. Oh, House MD. Oh, yeah, like I I never heard of that one before. Yeah, all these yeah, great yeah. TV series. I, I wasn't really a TV series guy growing up, you know. Mm. To be honest, I'm more of a movie person. Like to get into the movies, TV shows. They, they're just so long. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like they got 22 seasons, Whoa. 22 episodes a season. Sure. Some, some of them go and get yeah, up there. Yeah. Man. yeah. Two they, months they day, get up there. 21
1: an, seasons.
0: Or something. And like you start a you start a TV show, you're like you have to start a commitment right yeah. there. Yeah. 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 It's, right. it's a series. Naruto. They always get you on the Naruto. like the the nail biters and the cliffhangers, like he's right he's like when you're about to get the answer for the episode that you're watching. Yeah. They end it, and it like ends right when it's about to reveal it. So right. that way, you got to watch the next of episode yeah. the of next week, right? Yeah. Uh, and it makes you mad because the next week you watch the episode, and you're like, I can't wait to get the answer. And then it's a filler episode, and you don't even get the answer. Oh my god! Oh. Oh. Every gets- time. Uh, I, I can't stand it sometimes uh, That's why it's great that we have streaming services And we can binge watch uh, TV shows now oh, just watch time. But, you know, in a sense What we're going to do is We're going to start a series study Here for the church on a Sunday morning oh, The series, we're going to do a four-part series okay. All about a fundamental question And that fundamental question is Is there a God? Hmm who is that God? Who is Jesus, and what does that mean about our lives? Come on. Come on. You know, today uh, the title, of the lesson for you guys, the study, the existence of God. Wow. So, oh, study number one, hate. the existence of God.
1: Okay. Now, why
0: why is that so important? We we're in church, we're in a Sunday service. Why would we be asking the question, "Is God real"? Well, it's actually very important because a lot of the times growing up in church, it is just assumed that you believe in God. It is just assumed that uh, you believe that there's this nice uh, bearded man in the sky and that he's involved in our lives and loves us in every single way. And uh, his son... This man named Jesus Christ, who we've never met before, we never knew, right. 2,000 years ago, uh, made a sacrifice for us yeah. and died on the cross for our sins. But we don't even know really what sins are because we never like actually studied it out. So like, mm. how does that even affect us today? Right. Uh, how many people do you know from 2,000 years ago? Uh, not, not really anybody that affect your life as much as it does this guy named Jesus
1: Christ yeah,
0: right. you know this was the the big problem that I had growing up uh, in this environment is that it was just assumed that you should believe that right. Right? and a lot of times you meet Christians or you meet people who believe in God today and you ask them, hey why are you a Christian why do you believe in a God we've never seen God we've never experienced God through any of our five senses You know, all the science world and all the biology and evolution would tell you that it's wrong and that you shouldn't believe in it. So why do we believe that there is a creator of the universe? Why do we believe that we came from an almighty, all-powerful, all-loving God? This is a question I had growing up. And yet, anytime I ask that in Sunday service, and I relate to all a a lot for a communion, I think uh, most of us do. Is that hey, it was just you believe in God because your family believes in God.
1: Yeah,
0: hey, what what would you classify yourself? Oh, I'm a Christian. Why are you Christian? Well, my mom's Christian, or my grandpappy's Christian, or my auntie's Christian, and their, their grandparents were Christian, and their great grandparents were Christians, right? And so it's now just become about a tradition that's passed down on from generation to generation, right? But here's the thing it's not a bad thing it's not a, a, a sin or whatever you want to call it to ask the question for yourself is there a god yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we could have grown up our whole lives learning scripture being taught it in, on a Sunday school or whatever it is and still not have a true belief mm-hmm. wow. in the real god come on yeah.
1: come
0: on and here's the thing that's okay it's okay to ask that question you have to start there right because you don't want to have a faith based on anybody else's beliefs or opinions. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. You want to have a faith that's based off the truth. Mm-hmm. Come on. So here's the thing you could have walked in this morning and totally not believed there is a God. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. All I ask is that you take a little journey with me.
1: Mm-hmm. Come on.
0: You explore this question not by opinions, not by traditions. Definitely not by feelings, but we're going to explore this question by facts and by the truth. Come
1: on.
0: Now here's a lot of the time is that we hear this and uh, as believers or as Christians, we can say, oh, and now it's time for me to check out of this lesson. This lesson does not apply to me because I already believe in God. Nope. And that's your thought process and where your heart's at. I'm going to pray for you that this uh, lesson impacts you, and that you change uh, You know, this, this lesson is for every single person, no matter what walk of faith that you have. Yeah. You know, and you believe in God, man, you should be uh, getting to a point where you can go help a non-believer come to a faith in Christ. Right? right? Yeah. right? Because really, is the church for those who are healed and have a relationship with God? no it's for the lost world yeah. you know there's many people out there that have no relationship with god no uh, hope no no great faith no great love that can carry them through and they need that love from us and that knowledge from us to help them come to a belief in god yeah. and so this is going to equip us this is going to strengthen us in our convictions and we're going to have a great time through this lesson. Amen. Come on. Come on. You know, just a little bit about myself is uh, I, I grew up in the church. Uh, really, it started when my mom and my dad were—they uh, decided to separate. I think I was around the age of 12. I don't remember a lot from that time because I was 12 years old, obviously. You don't remember a lot from that time, you know? Yeah. And uh, my mom became a Sunday school teacher at our church. And our church was a very big church, about 300 people on any given Sunday. Uh, you can really like hide in the background of the crowds and stuff like that and uh, I was the the son of the Sunday school teacher And so I was there all the time from like 6 a.m. to like 1 p.m. every single Sunday right. mm-hmm. uh, Now was a lot going on in my head when I was there no not really Amen. But yeah. I was there a lot come on oh, man. And you, you know you might say well of course you believe in God Dylan that influenced you The environment that you grew up in surrounding you is the reason why you believe in God And I would say that's true, except for that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. I did not grow up believing that there was a God. I I had no idea. Nobody ever sat down with me and actually told me the reasons and the the facts and the science behind it. I always thought, hey, if you believe in God, then you have to dismiss science, and there's no way that they can fit together, so you're pitted against this. And then I learned in public school about biology and chemistry and evolution, and it made me start to question, like, man... Everything I've been taught, is it real?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I was like, you know what? I don't know. I have no idea. And uh, we have a term for this in our culture today, uh, the term agnostic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agnostic, what it means is you're, you're on the case in the thought of that nothing is known or can be known of the existence of God. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of just on the fence about things. Mm-hmm. You know, you're know, kind of just in between. You, you have no idea.
1: Yeah.
0: And this is where I was really at my entire life growing up in church. Uh, I did not believe that there was a man in the sky. I was like, I don't know how we got here. You know, to be honest, I don't really care. Like, I just want to get by in life and make a lot of money and have a career or something like that. Right, right.
1: Because that's
0: what society tells you to do. Mm And it wasn't until freshman year of college, uh, I went to the college, uh, the California State University of Sacramento, uh, which my wife went there as well, so I'm really grateful for that college. Uh, Yeah, they gave me a degree, but they also had uh, an amazing wife in store for me. I was really happy for that. That It was awesome. awesome. It was beautiful. Uh, But I I got there in uh, freshman year of college. You know, I'm doing my own thing, and I really started to question and ponder, like, the deep questions of life. You know, it was actually an intro to physics class that really was like, man, like, we live in a really complex situation and system.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: Like, the things that are going on in the universe, not just here on Earth, but like, the universe, Mm. our solar system, our galaxies, the stars, all these different physics and the laws of nature.
1: Mm. I was
0: like, how did we get here?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, how did we come to where we're at today? Why are we here? And, you know, this is what kept me up at night. And uh, this is why I didn't go to sleep until like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I don't know if you can relate to that. <laughs> you know, something, it, it, that class gave me a new mindset on how to look at it. Yeah. You know, something i would never forget, my physics professor actually said. He goes, a lot of people try to put science and religion against each other. Like they're always at war. He goes, no, no, no. The beauty of it is that science and religion are intertwined. Mm-hmm.
1: He
0: said, they are not at war. They actually are cohesive and go together. And I'm like, why am I in physics class? And this guy's talking about religion. (laughs) But what he said was, science will always ask and try to answer the question of how and why. How and why. Or, well, not how and why. It's how and what. Mm -hmm. But religion asks and answers the question, why? Mm. And they go so beautifully together. And this is what gave me a new mindset, you know. If you don't believe in God and you come from a background of uh, atheist or agnostic, that's okay. That's all. I'm not asking you to believe in God just yet. But yeah. well, I'm asking you to open your mind to learn.
1: Come on.
0: To learn, okay, what is the facts and the science behind this great debacle? Hey, yeah. is there an all-loving God? Come, Come on. on. You know, the, on. The, the, the scriptures are very uh, keen on this idea and concept. Go over to Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. Come,
1: Come, on, bro. Bro. Come on,
0: bro. Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. Now, I'm going to try my very best, as you guys flip over there, I'm going to try my very best not to get in a, like, teaching professor kinda of style of preaching right now. Okay. You know, preaching is a participation sport. I'm not the only one preaching this morning. You guys are preaching back to me, amen. Come so we're gonna some, some amen, some come on bros, if something hits you in your heart or something on, really stands out to you. You know, I need you guys to participate as well. Amen. Come on. Come on. This ain't amen. a classroom where we just uh, sit back and, you know, never you know never, Come on, never say anything. I, I, I love I love the the interaction. I love interacting with you guys, you know. Come on, I love it. I love, I'm not just up here to, to speak to a wall. And you guys okay. are a very lovely set of individuals. Amen? Thank you, bro. So Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. It says right here, you know, let's just get a, a running head start. Let's start in verse 19. Okay. It says, since what may be known about God is plain to them. Because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His internal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made. So that people are without excuse. What is this scripture talking about right here? Mm. Well, it's actually telling us that God has made himself known.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Well, how so? Like, a lot of people, when you share your faith or, like, you talk to people about God, the first thing that they always say is, like, well, why doesn't God just come down and, like, show himself and be like, hey, I'm God, and you guys should follow me. Well, God actually has made himself very known. Come on. How so? Well, in the observable world around us. You know, it's very easy to look out into nature and it's a great time to be in nature. Sometimes we have to, you know, put the phone away and just, you know, go out on a nice little walk or something, nice little hike. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when you're out there and you see the beauty of the world, you see the nice green grass and all the way to the blue skies. When you study out biology, you see the complexity of the science and the cells in the body, all the way to the trillions and trillions and infinite galaxies in our solar system. You kind of have to sit back and wonder. Where did this all come from? Right, right. Where, like, how did we get here? Right, right. And that's why it's for a purpose. Come on, God made it so so that we would have that question on our mind. Hey, where did this all come from? God built the world around us to communicate to us. I am here. Come on. And there's a lot of different sciences that point towards the existence of God. You know, point number one, or the first study of science that we're going to look over is cosmology. Okay. Mm. Cosmology is the science of the origin and development of the universe. You know, and every effect must have an adequate cause, meaning that any effect that we see must have a cause to it. Then there are only three explanations to the cause of the universe. One, it was self-created. So, you know, nothing came from something, and then that kept happening over and over again. It has always existed, and therefore is uncreated. Mm. Or third, it was created by a being other than itself, a.k.a. a creator.
1: Mm. Yeah. You know,
0: according to the Big Bang Theory, and I'm not talking about the TV show. I'm nice. not talking about show, right here. Solid. It's a solid show. I like it a lot. But we're talking about the actual theory. Uh, the theory is the expansion of the observable universe began with the explosion of a single particle at a definite point in time, and this was uh, theorized by uh, Georges Lemaître, and I'm not pronouncing that right. Like, uh, I'm not pronouncing that correctly, probably, but. I practice it a lot, so it's hopefully okay. it's, it's near it. Right. Uh, he was during the 1800s and 1900s, he was a Belgian cosmologist and funny fact, he was also a Catholic priest. Wow! Nice. So a lot of people think that this theory came from uh, atheists. No, it actually came from someone who believed in a God. Wow. You know, this theory though, which a lot of people will use to discredit the existence of God, would assume that matter existed and was distributed by the Big Bang. However, a really really well-known law in the law of physics, the law of the conservation of matter, states that the amount of matter stays the same even when matter (coughs) changes form. Meaning that matter in of itself can never be created nor destroyed by itself. Mm, So like, if matter cannot be created by itself and neither destroyed by itself, then matter had to come from something not of itself. Yeah. It had to come from an external force. Okay. Awesome. Okay. And in science, they would say an external force. Okay. But in the Bible, we call that a God, amen. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, here it, is. it has to be from a creator. Mm-hmm. You know, the magnitude of the universe would imply that whatever this creator possessed, mm-hmm. it is an unimaginable power.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> You know some facts about the world we live in. You know, we're gonna go a little scientific right here.
1: Nice. The earth
0: is a six quadrillion kilogram sphere floating in space.
1: Nice,
0: which is funny because the Bible actually mentions this in Job 26, verse 7, and that was written over 7,000 years ago. Hold on, they already knew that the earth was suspended in space. We didn't have to wait till science to get there, it was already in the scriptures right there. Older, yes. so <laughs> you know, our sun. Uh, which is a star, you know, this is elementary school, you know, science right here, Uh, has a diameter of 1.4 million kilometers. So that's 100 times the earth and could fit 1.3 million earths inside of it. Wow.
1: So, like, you know, like,
0: if you came in here this morning feeling like you're a pretty big dude and your problems are pretty big, in comparison to the universe uh, we're really small and they're not comparable yeah, come on. yeah so that that helps me a lot with uh, sometimes the stress that I have. Is <laughs> the, the vastness of the universe right come there on, on. <laughs> you know the Milky Way is a galaxy that contains our solar system there are 200 billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy and there are an estimated two trillion galaxies in the universe and if anybody wants to do the math they can find me afterwards Uh, But that's a lot, a lot of stuff right there. The science uh, behind it is that uh, we would say that the distance from Earth to the edge of the universe is 47 billion light-years. However, it is difficult to estimate how far the universe extends beyond what we can see, since many believe that the universe is expanding outwards ever since its inception. So, like, we live in a known physical universe, and it's expanding bigger and bigger ever since the creation of it. Which is kind of crazy, because how can our physical universe expand into something else? That means that there has to be something outside of this physical universe for it to be expanding into.
1: And a lot of people can't
0: understand that or know that, but, uh, you know, if you just look into the Bible, we know that that's the spiritual universe. And hey. that the spiritual outside world of, of this world actually has a great impact on the physical world here. Mm-hmm. You know? But when we use those words spiritual and stuff like that, it becomes unscientific, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yes. You know, scientists believe that the universe is 13.7 billion years old. Yet the size of it is unimaginable. And it's bigger, uh, and it takes the speed of life that amount of time to travel an uh, 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 immense amount of time to travel which the speed of light is the fastest entity in existence. So obviously, something has to be outside of space, time, and matter for the universe to be created.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, there's a quote by Giordano Bruno. I, like I, I did not know I could roll my arse. Oh, that, that was pretty nice. I think it was, it's the water. Let me take another... I'm gonna gonna be real with you guys. I practiced that name a lot of times last night, so I'm glad that I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna say it again. If you missed it, go watch the recording. (laughs) (laughs) But he quoted, "I have declared infinite worlds to exist beyond this earth. It would not be worthy of God to manifest Himself in a less than infinite universe. Mm. AKA, there's an infinite universe." then there must be an infinite God. Mm. Yeah. You know, the scriptures would agree on this. Turn over to Ephesians chapter 1. Come on, Come on. Come
1: on bro.
0: Uh-huh. I like this. Uh, I'm talking a lot of science here, but science and the Bible go together hand in hand.
1: Right.
0: Oh. You Come know, on, yeah. we never separate science from the Bible right here. I mean, God created it also. Yeah. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 18. Give me an amen when you're there. Amen. amen. Yeah. It says right here, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. It says, I pray that your eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you. The riches of His glorious inheritance in His holy people and His incomparable great power for us who believe. See, right here it says that God has an incomprehensible power Other translations would say an immeasurable amount of power. An infinite power. And through the infinite universe, he has made that very known. The universe that we're living in right here is evidence enough that there is something beyond our understanding and someone being the creator of the universe. See, Romans 1 reigns true. There is no reason not to. To believe there is an almighty God Cosmology is not the only science. There's another science. Point number two of the study. The study number two. Study of teleology. Teleology. You know, the teleological proof of God's existence asserts that when an object reflects a purpose, goal, or design, it must have a designer. So let me give you an example.
1: Come on.
0: If you were on a nice vacation, which uh, you know, sometimes a lot of people we'd like to take vacations on beaches and, and the nice ocean and stuff like that. You know, we don't have any ocean around here in Oklahoma. We got one big lake over there, Lake Thunderbird. I think there's a little bit That's more. Fun. It's a nice one. I heard it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I heard it's nice. Uh, but a lot of times, people in Oklahoma they take vacations outside of Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: You know, maybe the Mexico
0: the goal for you know, the, the, you know, California or the East Coast or something like that, right? But here's the thing. You say you're on a nice warm day. You're, you're walking along the beach, and uh, you come up across an iPhone. So oh. uh, a nice iPhone. Uh, what are they at? The 14 now? Yeah. It's going to get to like the 24, the 25 iPhone. But we're at the 14 right now. The iPhone 14. And you think right. of this iPhone 14, right? You know, the first thought you want to have yeah. is, oh my gosh. Over millions of years of waves, mm-hmm. sun, volcanic eruptions, time, this complex device is here.
1: <laughs> like
0: this this has been here for millions of years and I finally found it, everything came together, and, and, and now there's this complex device called the iPhone 14. No, no you wouldn't think that. Yeah, no. You'd be like, hey, somebody had a really bad day and they forgot their iPhone, and I gotta find the yeah. user of this iPhone. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. And this iPhone didn't just come from nothing. There had to be somebody who designed and created yeah, yeah. the iPhone. Yeah. You know, uh, you may find a less uh, a complex device. Maybe an Android phone there as well. Sorry, Sorry, you am just saying. <laughs> you might find it's it. Right simple. No? But hey, it's still a complex <laughs> device. Anyway. But it, it would be the same thought. It would be the same thing. There has to be a designer or creator of this phone, right? Whether it's an Apple or Android, amen. See, but we look out into the universe and we see that everything has a design purpose. You know, first Corinthians 14, verse 40. I'll reference this one. It says, God is a God of structure and order, which there's a structure and order to the universe. You know, some of us kind of need to imitate God in a great way and have some structural order in our lives, amen? Uh, hey, that little dagger out there, you know, we're getting ready for the semester. You got your schedule ready, you got your finances ready, you know, you got a plan. If you don't, hey, let's, let's have some structure and order in our lives, amen? You know, two examples of this is one, the periodic table. Originally con- uh, conceived by Dimitri Mendeleev in 1869, he rightfully predicted that there are elements with a successing number of protons 1, 2, 3, 4, all the way up to 94. Therefore, he left gaps for those undiscovered elements, which over a century were eventually all discovered.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And So today, in the entire known universe, there are only 94 natural occurring uh, occurring elements. The remaining 24 are Mm man-made. So with that being said, the conclusion is, with so exact few building blocks, there must be an intelligent design to the universe. You know, I don't know about you guys, but we can relive our childhood a little bit. Did anybody like playing with like Legos growing up? Yeah. 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 Yes, maybe you're into some Bionicles, oh, and if we're if we're gonna take it way way back, maybe some Lincoln Logs. Yeah.
1: Ah, Hey, hey, those
0: are the OG ones, I think, made made from real wood right there, you know what I'm saying,
1: hey, hey, you take
0: that knowledge and go out and you you have some logs, you can build yourself a cabin right there, you know, that's that's some, some applicational (laughs) learning growing up right there, and so, like, imagine taking just 94 of, of these Legos or building blocks or mega blocks, whatever you want, and you just throw them at each other randomly a, a number of times, And then all of a sudden you get a nice beautiful little house right there with the 94 building blocks. It's not like that though. You can't just that doesn't happen. Yeah, come on. And so it wasn't like the universe was just floating out in space and these 94 elements just started to combine and boom, we get the universe. (laughs) No, there has to be an intelligent designer. There has to be a creator, the whole universe speaks of his name. Come Come on, bro. You know, the second example is the solar system. Yeah. The thing that we live in right, right here today.
1: Yeah,
0: You know, we see again the order of God. You know, the position of the sun and the way the nine planets are arranged is very precise. The distance of the earth from the sun supports the perfect condition for human beings existing.
1: Mm-hmm. So if the earth
0: had been a little bit farther away... There would be no life, we'd be frozen cold, and we'd be a little little ice cube uh, floating through space right there. Nice. But if the earth has been a little bit even closer to the sun, any life on earth will be scorched and burned beyond existence. And sometimes that's how summer feels here in Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> Something like happened like you know, the orbital shifted and you hit a little extra sun here in Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> See, these distances are too precise. Precisely calculated to be a coincidence. There's no way. You know, I love it. Even God kind of flexes this a little bit in Job chapter 38. Go over here.
1: Come on, let's
0: go over to Job
1: 38.
0: You know, uh, let's let's have God speak a little bit about this. You Please. know, Please. you may approach God with, Hey, you know, where did we come from? What's going on here? You know, I need some answers. Yeah. And this is how God would respond to you right here. Job 38, and verse 17. It says, Have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the deepest darkness? Have you comprehended the vast expanses of the earth? Tell me if you know all this. What is the way to the abode of light, and where does darkness reside? Can you take them to their places? Do you know the paths to their dwellings? Surely you know, for you are already born. You have lived so many years.
1: Huh.
0: <laughs> have you entered the storehouse of the snow or seen the storehouses of the hill, which I reserve for the times of trouble for days of war and battle? What is the way to the place where the lightning is dispersed? Or the place where the east winds are scattered over the earth? Who cuts the channel for the turns of the rain and the path for the thunderstorms? Drop down to verse 31. It says, can you blind the chains of Pleiades? Can you loosen Orion's belt? Can you bring forth the constellations to their seasons or lead out the bear with its cubs? Do you know the laws of heaven? Can you set up God's dominion over the earth? Can you raise your voice to the clouds or cover yourself with the flood of waters? Do you send the lightning bolts on their way? Do, you, do they report to you and who they are? <laughs> See, right here, God, God had, to, had to say some stuff right here. Yeah. You, know, like, hey, yeah, that, you know, we ask questions a lot. God had to ask us some questions.
1: <laughs>
0: and I love God. He's like, hey, you know, you've been alive for so many years. You've studied out all these different things. Even the greatest minds are not even comparable to the mind and vastness that God has. Right. Come on. And for us to think that we could ever fully understand the universe or where it comes without an all-knowing God, that is pure arrogance. But here's the thing, we don't need to understand where everything comes from. We don't need to understand how everything needs to work. You just need to understand that there is a God, that God is a loving God, and that God wants to get to know you. And He wants you to get to know Him. And that's why God has set up everything in the way it's supposed to be. You know, the last form of science that we're going to look at. Point number three, the study of anthropology.
1: Ooh. I don't
0: even think I need a third one, but we'll, we'll do it. We'll, we'll do it, no matter what.
1: Come on, The
0: third science, uh, anthropology, is the study of man. His biological, physiological, and sociological characteristics, essentially what makes us human. Now, the study of men and women can be very different, but we're going to look at it all together. Because men are from Mars and women are from Venus, hey, amen. <laughs> you know, we're very different creatures sometimes, uh, right. right there. But hey, we're going to study all humankind right, there. right You know, let's go over to Genesis chapter 1. Come on, Genesis so chapter 1. Are you guys still with me? Is this too much yeah. knowledge for you guys? I oh, love knowledge. Is it, is it, uh, I don't know if it's like knowledge. overwhelming, You're, is it overstimulating? You know? That was good. Alright, hey, you guys are still here with me. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. Come on. Now I hope, you know, if you're sitting here and you're like, if I believe in God, what's the application for me? Well, I, I, I would hope and assume that you're taking great extensive notes. Yeah. Right. And uh, really want to go after learning this and knowing how to teach this because I hope that after this, you'll be encouraged that you go share with an atheistic or agnostic friend, co-worker, and bring them out and teach them yourself these sciences right. and studies. Amen? So Amen. That, that's, the, that's the application right there for you guys. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. Uh, is everybody there with me? Yep. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Right here it says, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish and the sea and the birds in the sky. Over the livestock and all the wild animals. And over all the creatures that move along the ground. Mm. You know, man is more than just an animal who got way too smart for his britches.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Animals are fascinating creatures. You know, I love Animal Planet. I love the Nat Geo. I love the Discovery Channel. You know, it's a great... Time and learning. Animals are amazing. But here's the thing. There's no desire or thought to worship a God in an animal. Mm. No self-reflection. No moral standard. You know, Alan Webster stated in a humorous manner, No dog lies awake at night thinking, Man, I should have not been so mean to that cat today. Tomorrow, I'm going to go after being nicer. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: No no dog, no animal thinks that. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Not the not the, the apex predators of the jungle, the lions, or the oceans, the oracle whales. You know, they do what they do. No, no, no. No animal thinks like man, like uh, you know, how can I volunteer and sign up for some community service out here in the oceans? You
1: know? uh, no,
0: there's no moral standing or value in, in an animal's mind. Yeah. Um, not ones that, uh, that are there already like programmed and, and taught by the environment around them. You know, have you ever considered? where morals come from?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like how did we get such a complex morale, values, and ethics in our head? Yeah.
1: You
0: know, where do these things come from? The the values and attributes of kindness,
1: mm-hmm.
0: joy, yeah. the concept of forgiveness,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is a very complex one because it's hard to forgive sometimes.
1: Yeah.
0: Generosity, <laughs> empathy, and the strangest, weirdest kind of, like known one of all, love. Mm-hmm. You know, these things don't come to existence through space, time, mass, and energy.
1: You
0: know, and a lot of scientists would say that these are the four things that everyone says that is the universe is composed of. Space, time, matter, and energy.
1: You
0: know, the crazy thing is that the universe and and these attributes, uh, the compounds of the universe, space, time, matter, energy, they could not coexist, or they can't exist uh, along from each other mm-hmm.
1: right.
0: not they cannot exist without each other, they all had to come mm-hmm. in existence at the same time
1: yeah.
0: you know the crazy thing is that the scriptures actually talk about this in the very first verse of the bible go over to Genesis chapter 1 nice. in the very first verse of the word of God God says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was coming over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Mm -hmm. Well, how does this relate? Well, right here, God actually talks about all four of those elements in the very first three verses of his word. Mm -hmm. Right? It says, in the beginning, there's time. Heaven. Heavens is another word that they refer to use as space or the sky. Earth, That's matter. And then he says, let there be light. That right there is energy. Mm -hmm. See, all things were created right in the first three verses of the Bible. Which is amazing. And this calls to our our inmost being. It reaches out to us. It tells us there has to be a God. You know, Ecclesiastes 3.11, and we'll close out over here in this verse right now. In Ecclesiastes 11, which is a great book of wisdom and knowledge,
1: Come
0: on. that I uh, need to find a little Come on, There it is. Ecclesiastes, actually, chapter 3. Did I say chapter three 11? Book. I said both. I said both? Okay, cool. Chapter 3, verse 11.
1: Come on. Come go. Go. It, it says right here.
0: It's where it's cut off halfway on the page. I have to flip back and
1: forth. <laughs> it says, He has
0: made everything beautiful in its time. Mm. He has also set eternity in the human heart.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. And right here it says that the scriptures point out that God has put eternity on all mankind's hearts. Mm-hmm. All wonder what happens after death. Mm-hmm. Every person comes to that thought. And everybody has a suspicion, a thought, a, a, an idea. Man, there has to be life after death. You know, the ant- the anthropological proof of God's existence states that if eternity and morality exist, then so too does a God exist. He alone gives life and he alone has the power over death. Come on. No, let's take all three of these sciences, cosmology, anthropology, and teleology, Mm -hmm. and let's put them all together and really go after the the science, the understanding. There is a God. And maybe we've been going to church our whole entire lives, and we actually never came to that conclusion. Well, I hope that you're coming to that conclusion in your heart and mind right now, making the decision that there is a God, yeah. and you want to go after having a right relationship with Him. Come on. You know, what is the application? What do we get out of this? Is this is just a lot of head knowledge. Did we just listen to science <laughs> for 45 minutes? Absolutely not. No. Come on. But if you're not there in your heart and mind yet, go after it. This has to be the most important thing in your life. It has to be your number one priority. Yeah. come on. Come on. Because if there is a God, and I'll say if, because I don't know, maybe that's in your heart right now. If. Then it's the most important thing in your life.
1: Yeah,
0: come on. Because there is a word. He does tell us how to live. He does tell us what to do. He has solutions for us. And if we would just get in the Bible, if we would just humble out like Job did in the book of Job, man, man, we could have such a great life with God. You know, for us, that are already at that belief, well that's awesome. Come on. You know, I hope that you weren't at that belief just because of traditions. Mm. And if you were, I I hope that you can take this knowledge and really say, hey, I have my own faith. Mm. I have my own personal faith from the science. I know that there's a God and no matter what anybody says, no matter what new scientific article comes out about evolution or dinosaur bones or whatever it may be, that will not weaken or shake my faith in God. God. You know, we got to make a decision. You know, for us who do know there's a God, man, go out and get somebody who doesn't believe in God. Go ahead and share your faith with somebody who, who comes from a different background than Christianity. Mm-hmm. Ask, hey, like, hey, I just learned all these different things about science and it's so cool and it was awesome. Hey, can I sit down and share that with you? Can, I, I, I'll, let me push you guys. I'll, I'll, I'll buy you lunch. Oh, I'll, I'll take it. Okay. Maybe Thank you. you can nice. just get a nice okay. lunch. Here's the thing, it's a win-win situation. You know, learn a little bit more about science, and if you don't come to that belief, well now you got an answer.
1: Come
0: on. But it's a win and if you do believe it can change your entire life. Come on. Come on. Let's go after sharing this with the lost world. This was part one of the first series or uh, the first study in the series, The Existence of God. I love you guys, and to God be all. Come on, bro.